Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stories of Strangeness. I'm Mike, and this is your other host, Zoe. Hello. That's her there. Hello. And it's a Zoe episode. It and is. Without any further ado, because we've completely run out of ado, take it away. I've got lots of ado. Have you? Where are you keeping your ado? With my don'ts. Got a lot of them as well. I know it. (laughs) Most people know James Dean, the Hollywood heartthrob in Rebel Without a Corpse that started his acting career actually in a Pepsi advert at the age of 19. But James Dean was also a racer and a speed enthusiast, to put it mildly. In the two years leading up to his death in 1955, he owned a Triumph Tiger T110, a 1953 MGTD sports car, a 1955 Porsche Speedster, a 1955 Triumph TR5 Trophy, and last but not least, the subject that we're going to talk about, a 1955 Porsche Spider, which would become known as Little Bastard. Dean had started to make a name for himself on the racing scene. At the Palm Springs Road Race in March 1955, he came first in the novice class and finished second in the main race. Warner Brothers had even written into his contract that he was barred from racing during filming. Initially, Dean had put a deposit down on a Lotus Mark IX to pick up when he'd finished filming, but when he was told there would be a delay, he opted for the Spider instead. Dean had the name Little Bastard painted onto the boot of the car a nickname that he'd been given by Bill Hickman, who he called Big Bastard. That's one origin story. The other is that it was aimed at a studio executive who had called him a little bastard when he wouldn't vacate his trailer after filming had finished. After picking up the car, Dean ran into Alec Guinness. We all know who he is. Hello there. That's what he said, maybe. (laughs) So yes, anyway, he was eager to show off his new car, but Guinness didn't like it. He said the car was sinister. And he's quoted as saying, If you get into that car, you will be found dead in it by this time next week. That happened on the 23rd of September, 1955. Seven days later, James Dean was dead. So Alec Guinness is a prophet, that's what we're saying, is it? He did look a little bit like Jesus when he's got his Jedi robes on. That's true. Dean had made the decision to drive the spider to his next race rather than tow it to break it in, to get more of a feel for the car. His mechanic and friend, Rolf Wutherich, accompanied him while Bill Hickman drove the car that was originally supposed to be doing the towing. Less than halfway through the journey, both cars had been stopped and written tickets for speeding, but they continued on their way. At around 5.45 on Route 466, Donald Turnipseed was traveling east and he turned left onto Route 41. Or he would have, if James Dean hadn't been continuing to travel west. Although some say that Dean attempted to avoid the collision, the cars hit almost head-on. The lighter of the two cars, the spider was thrown through the air. Witnesses say it cartwheeled two or three times. It was a wreck. Dean was pronounced dead on arrival at hospital. The cause list included broken neck, multiple fractures to upper and lower jaw, both arms broken and internal injuries. His left foot had also been crushed. Rolf was thrown clear but needed immediate surgery to survive. The car, as I said, was a write-off. The insurance company paid out and sold the wreck to George Barris. On delivery, it slipped and broke a mechanic's leg. Shortly after, 
Dr. Troy McHenry was driving a car powered by the engine of Little Bastard when his car hit a tree and he was killed. In the same race, Dr. William Eshrich rolled his car, which also contained parts of Little Bastard. The urban legends around the occurrences that happened around Little Bastard are many. Two tyres that were sold to the same person blew at the same time, forcing the driver off the road. When the wreck attracted the attention of thieves, they too became victims. One ripped his arm when he was trying to steal the steering wheel, and another was injured whilst trying to steal the seats. The wreck was used as part of a gruesome display for the National Safety Council at car shows around America. At one point, the car unexplainably caught fire, but didn't damage the garage or the cars around it. Another version tells that the whole garage burned down, but Little Bastard didn't, so I'm not quite sure which one of those is actually true. The next outing was to a high school where, yet again, the car slipped, crushed a student and broke their hip. Next, while being transported, the driver lost control and was somehow thrown free of the cab, but was then crushed when the car fell on him. And apparently the car came loose two additional times during transport, but there were no fatalities at these points. The little bastard legend kind of ended whilst being returned to Barris. The car disappeared. Some say the carrier arrived empty, and others say that the whole vehicle was just lost. Some say it was supernatural, and some say Barris was just wary of the curse, so he made it disappear. Either way, Little Bastard hasn't been seen since. Hello! I'm Lindsay. And I'm Rebecca. And we're the hosts of the I Have Have a Strange Strange Story Story podcast. podcast. We didn't do it. Well, we'll see. (laughs) Listen in as we retell your personal paranormal stories. We've got Bigfoot. We've got aliens. We've got skinwalkers. And we've got movie references. Listen in every week as we retell your paranormal stories with comedy, cussing, and class. And sometimes coffee. And sometimes cats. And sometimes beer or wine. And sometimes cats and trash cans. Okay. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Bye. Bye. Boom. Boom. (laughs) No, boob. Boob. All right, okay. Yeah, sure. Or or broom. Not like a sweepy, I meant like a car. Shall I tell you what the first thing this makes me think of is? What? And it's, yeah. Go on. Oh, <laughs> honk, honk. <laughs> honk, honk. Do you know what? Someone in one of the, the comments after some of the research that I did, they'd put a whole quote from Futurama. From Futurama. Yeah. And it was like, they put like, oh, it was made from the most evil of cars, wasn't it? It was the wing mirror of uh, yeah. the Manson's V dub. And, yeah. and this and, that. and I was just like, I was laughing to the myself. from Hitler's car and all And someone else was just like, well, I don't think it's anything to joke about. Pol Pot's <laughs> It's like, you obviously haven't watched Futurama. You don't know what you're talking about. But they yes. Because actually, they're technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. <laughs> Oh dear. Sorry, we're huge Futurama fans. But yeah, so it's a bit weird because from the research that I did, I don't know whether it's suggesting that the car itself was cursed before he got it or mm. the crash that killed him cursed, cursed it. it. Right. Okay. Um, 
and really what the curse is on about. It's yeah. like, does it mean, look, put me away? I mean, this is this is not quite Tutankhamun's tomb, is it, really? Exactly, but it's something that I, I read somewhere else about a, another piece, is that inanimate objects that carry curses is normally for a reason, and they yeah. and there's normally a, a really good backstory. So I, I, I guess I just normally assume... involving like demons or... Uh, Give ancient, me this, you know, if I tribal I'll ex- burial grounds or some such thing. It's either I'm going to sell my soul for for this. You've yeah. got the kind of you know the guitarist the guy that pact. kind, yeah, that kind of packed thing. But he he obviously didn't. Well, maybe he did sell his soul and it got taken maybe a bit earlier well, than expected. That, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe he sold his soul to become famous and get better at racing or something. I don't know. Could be argued, definitely. I think he was considered an amateur because he hadn't been racing for that long, yeah. but he obviously being famous as well helped. It, it yeah, didn't hurt sure. that everybody knew who he was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it seems like an awfully high number of instances of problems and, and, and accidents and things for one car. But, but at the same time, it doesn't quite sound like your regular curse either. It's a bit weird, isn't it? But I think they, they kind of mean... A cursed object, as in it's just a it's just track. bad luck. Bad luck, yeah. Bad luck. But then I was like, I can't find out the statistics of the chances of having an accident if you're in a race. It's because pretty high. Exactly. So a lot of these were oh, well, he wasn't in the race. He was going to the race. He was going to the race. Yes, the initial accident. But the things that happened after it were all vaguely linked to racing. They were other race car drivers. They, yeah. He was being shipped from car show to car show. He, the little bastard, the little bastard was yeah. was being shipped from you know show to show. car show to car show to basically say, hey, look, this is what, this is what happens when you don't drive safely. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Because it was used as a like a, yeah, an a d- speeding. Like, this is it. Now the- he was apparently speeding. Yeah, not a huge amount. It wasn't like hundreds of miles an hour because obviously that wasn't possible. But I think mm, it was. Well, you could like nineteen thirties. They were doing one hundred and thirty, one hundred and forty round tracks. Okay, so I think because he was on a motorway, I think they said he was traveling. I want to say eighty-five miles an hour. Right. And the guy coming the other way was not so much because he was driving, I think, an old Ford. Right. Possibly. But they were saying that obviously he turned left. Yeah. And had to cut across that lane of traffic. But because the spider was so low, he didn't see it until it was too late. And it was just too fast. And Yeah. yeah. But his car, being the heavier of the two, was dented, but not really that that damaged at all. Whereas the pictures of the spider, my God. Well, like because you say, if it, if it actually took off and did a couple of cartwheels, cartwheels then, yeah, yeah, the whole front, what would have been the driver's was it, side. Was it a convertible? It was topless. It hadn't. Yeah. It didn't have a roof on That's when, when he crashed in so, it. I mean, so that whole front was buckled. It was, oh God, it made me feel really ill looking at. Yeah. At the wreckage. I was like, oh, But my that's goodness. why they decided to show it off to say, exactly. this is what can happen. And, and what was really horrible as well is that James Dean had just finished doing some adverts for road safety. Yeah, saying like it doesn't seem like he was the sort of person to actually follow road safety. No, and he actually said, I think they said he was supposed to say something like, you know, drive safe, the life that you save could be yours. But he right. actually said, drive safe, the life you save could be mine. Right. And okay. it's so it was kind of it, it kind a of weird. like didn't sit very well, but yeah. it was a bit a bit foreboding. There. Weird parallels. 
Yeah. But what, what did you, I, I think the bit that stood out for me, though, was old Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, because he was very much around in that sort of time and in with the new crowd and, yeah. But the fact that he was like, don't, you'll be dead, and he was. Yeah. So what we're saying is Alec Guinness really could use the Force. Yeah, he, he's, he used the Force in that. Which is probably what got him the role in Star Wars in the first place. Possibly, yeah, because this was a lot earlier on, wasn't it? Yeah. He would have been yeah. quite young, wouldn't he? Yeah, I suppose. I've no idea how old, but yeah, I would say. It's, it's definitely weird for him to have specified seven days, yeah. and that's how long it took. I mean, if you were Alec Guinness, you'd probably be a bit like, okay, I better not say anything like that to anybody else, because yeah. that's not good. But I think he was, like, obviously people spoke to him afterwards, yeah. um, and he said he didn't really know why he said it. Oh, so it's the prophecies moving through him. Yeah, and he and he, he actually wrote, I think, in his diary that he really did not like the feel that the car gave yeah. off. And he Bad said, vibes. he said to him, you know, he said to James Dean, "It's it's sinister." That's weird to think of a car as sinister. Yeah, I mean, unless you're talking about Christine. But then, he, but if you look at Christine, she's a pretty car. Depends on your definition of pretty, but all right, yeah. Well, you know, She's, when there's not... Wasn't she like a big Cadillac or yeah. something? Okay. Yeah, a big American Cadillac. But that's like that kind of, you know... Tail fins and... Yeah. Yeah. Classy. Okay. <laughs> there's not been much else in terms of kind of demon cars, has there really? There's been Little Bastard, there's been Christine that Stephen the... King wrote, and then there's been the Futurama episode, which is essentially parodying Christine. Well, kind of ways. a bit of both really, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if... Christine may have been inspired by Could Little Bastard slightly. I don't Maybe. know. But yeah. no, when I was sort of doing the research, I couldn't find any other cars that had been either possessed or cursed yeah. or haunted. Well, no, there's actually no, there's plenty of there's haunted, plenty of haunted, haunted cars, cars yeah. not so much possessed. How do you exercise a car as well? Take it on a couple of laps of no, the track. No, exercise, <laughs> exercise. I suppose you could... You could Bless the petrol or the diesel that you put in it. Yeah, you could, you fill, could it with fill wine. the washer bottles with holy water. <laughs> oh my goodness, like fizzling away. <laughs> oh no, the windscreen's gone. Why are you in the car in the first place? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's definitely a weird one. It's just the fact that like, it, I mean, it could very easily be coincidence and that kind it of thing. It could but be. The fact that so many of Little Bastard's parts went into other cars that then... Also failed. Yeah. I mean, the obvious other thing to say is maybe this Porsche was just really badly made. It was like a Friday afternoon job. Everybody wanted to knock off. For oh, the apparently week. there was only a very, very limited number available in the states. Yeah. I don't know if it was like maybe fifty or something. It was really, really low. So it was it was uber expensive. Yeah. Very, very sought after. Of course. And he was only twenty four. Yeah. But um. I Tons of money from being a film star. Exactly. But then you see, again, he was, you know, cut short. Yeah. Prime of his what's it. See, I had a feeling he was in the 27 club, but apparently not. No, I don't believe so. I think he was 24. Yeah. I'm sure I wrote it down somewhere, but didn't feel that that was so important. But no, it's like, it's all that there was a lot of little things that kind of added up to that happening. Yeah. So he bought it and was supposed to tow it. He'd even bought a car specially to tow it. 
Yeah. But then was like, actually, because I haven't driven it a lot, it really needs some miles to break it in. I need to get used to it. Also, the fact that you'd already got a speeding ticket yeah. from taking it to the... It's him. like, you're going to a race, dude. Calm down. Yeah, but also... Race it when you're at It wasn't the race. just him, though. It was the other guy towing the trailer. Was so trying to keep up with him. Was though, trying to keep up with him so that things. he wasn't going as fast, obviously. But when you're towing a trailer, obviously, the speed limits are lower. Yeah as my dad found out once. Yeah. Yeah, so they'd both been stopped and given tickets. They'd even, they'd paused again, like, further along and met up with a couple of other drivers that were entering the race and said, oh, we'll meet you there. And I think there was kind of like a bit of a, oh, let's see if we can get there first. And there were a couple of different ways they could travel to do so. And they'd they'd chosen. Trying to figure out So there's there's so many little bits that kind of all clash together to create this one little instance, which I guess is true of a lot of life in general. But yeah. It's a bit like the butterfly effect. Kind it of is. Thing, it's those it? it's little like, choices. Oh, yeah. no, we'll drive. Oh, we'll we'll go this we way. We won't, yeah, we won't tow it. Yeah. Um, and uh, But, yeah, I mean, curses aside, to me, it sounds like James Dean was probably a little bit of a reckless driver who thought he was He was a rebel without a cause, love. Yeah. Well, maybe he should have found a cause. Like safety. <laughs> rebel with the cause of road safety. It the thing is, like, he... trip he, off the tongue. He, he did, though, because he'd done those adverts. Yeah. And he just ignored them. Which is not only ironic, it's kind of stupid, but it does sound like he was a bit reckless. Although you have to appreciate... caused his own death. I think his mum had died when he was young and he was brought up by an uncle and aunt on a farm. Right. And then he was like, right, I want to act. And he moved to Hollywood on his own and clawed his way up from a Pepsi advert to... Like in five years, he went from being a nobody to like hottest property in Hollywood. So he did well for himself. Like, I guess looks are going to be part of it, but there had to be a little yeah. bit of skill there. Yeah, he had some talent. And I feel like maybe I? he just kind of, as I'm sure most people would if they suddenly had lots and lots of money, went a bit crazy. And it's like we were saying the other day with like, what were we watching? Oh, it was when we were watching Stranger Things and mm. Max was driving. Like, oh, she's crazy. It's like, no, she just hasn't had an accident yet. Yeah. It's one of those things where as soon as you have that one like a near miss or yeah. or a, you, not you a near miss slow down you tend to kind yeah. of like rain yourself. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah unfortunately his his uh, first big accident was, was the last, last yeah. big accident. Yeah, and kind of crazy to think that he was on his way to a race as well where the chances of having an accident are quite high. Quite high, yeah. And yeah, he ended it there. So I don't even think they had seatbelts. No, they probably didn't. The, then, the no. guy in the passenger seat was actually thrown clear of the wreckage. Yeah. And was just James like Warren. laying on the side. Yeah. Whereas he wasn't. He was, he was His foot got trapped, I think, under like the accelerator oh. or one of the pedals. So he wasn't thrown clear. He was just yeah. thrown about. With the car, which yeah. is just the worst place Ugh. to be. Yeah. Yeah, being thrown clear, you've got a fairly decent chance, to be fair, because... In theory, you get thrown clear and the car continues on its way. You, but you, yeah, if you're trapped in there in a topless car, you've got no hope. It's, oh God, it makes me feel ill. But then there was the guy who was shipping it, lost control of the vehicle, was yeah. thrown clear of the vehicle, and then the car fell off onto him. Yeah. What? Yeah. Weird. That's- yeah. There's all sorts of weirdness with this. It is, it is a very odd case, it has to be said. Because I do know about the story and I have kind of listened to some stuff here and there, I think, on other podcasts about it. And it's this kind of thread of, well, actually, yeah, but then they went to show it as a kind of deterrent. And and it's still... some of the other parts (laughs) in other bits and it's still causing mayhem. Apparently. So now 
The only piece that they know for sure, I think, where it is, is the engine mm. that belongs to the Eshrich family. Right. They have that and the pink slip. Okay. There's another place that have kind of claimed to have a little part of it, but the actual car itself, because they know all like the chassis numbers and everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was a museum. Somewhere offered a huge amount of money. Yeah. And said, look, if you can bring us little bastard, yeah. we will give you... And it was like, I don't know if it was millions or something, stupid amount of money and nobody, nothing. Yeah. And some people say that George Barris bricked it up in a wall somewhere Mm. to get just to, because he was just so scared in the end because so many different weird things Things had happened. happened. He's like, I just can't handle it. Because I think to start off with, I think he played on it a little bit. It was like, ooh, yeah, come and see the haunted car. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, oh shit. People don't want to see the pointed car because they're going to get crushed or burnt or... Yeah, no, I I think it's most likely sat in the hands of a private collector these days. I think Do you reckon? I think it's probably been traded a few times, but somebody will want it. Somebody will buy that. The people out there with a lot of money who go, I suppose... Oh, James Dean's old car, yeah, I'll have that. I'll stick that on display. That's going to be a talking point until, you know, but I feel like the lobby the, on fire the... or... The rumours would find out where it is. Although Not I s- necessarily. There are so many it, it might be paintings something. and Olin exactly. for private collectors that are just like, never see them again. might be a private again. collector who just wants it for themselves. It sits in a courtyard somewhere. Nobody's allowed to see it. With some cactuses in it. Yeah. Angry hamster. Well, you'd think if it's sat in Little Bastard, yeah. I don't know. It's It's a weird one. I think a guy came forward at one point and said he remembered when he was younger going with his dad and bricking a car up in a building. Right. But he was too young to remember where the building was, oh, what the car yeah, was, or anything it. like that. But mm. he just said, I just remember them them building a wall and there was a car behind it. Yeah, which is an unusual set of circumstances. Yeah. Most people wouldn't but then, brick a car up for any particular reason. But then my thing is, is like, well, do we know who your dad was? Okay, let's look into the jobs he did. If he paid taxes, if he kept good books, you'd know who paid him to do what. Let's go back. Let's figure out... You know, using your noddle. Yeah. Your noddle? Noddle, yeah. Noodle. That's right, yeah. And using your noggin and just backtracking and going, okay, well, if you were this age, this would have been the time period that would have happened. Yeah. Who did your dad do jobs for? Yeah. Oh, was it cash in hand? Hmm. It down, yeah. Yeah, you'd think there'd be ways and means, but I was thinking like it'd be a bit weird to take the engine out of a wrecked car and put Not it in another all. one. But apparently, yeah, well, I was thinking partly because it's – such a, it's a feckin' a Porsche engine. Well, yeah, A, it's a Porsche engine, and B, it's a rare Porsche engine that most people can't get hold of. Well, it it got put in a Lotus, but then we used to have a Porsche engine in our bug. Yeah, that's true. And it was feckin' noisy. Yeah, I bet it was. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, so there, there was a lot of chop and change anyway, yeah. because everyone wanted to just tweak a little bit, that little bit of yeah. oomph, a little bit faster, a little, little bit, bit this. power. But yeah, so a car of that value, I think the... Insurance company paid out, and I think they said George Barris bought the the shell for like twenty five hundred dollars, right? Like a, f- a fraction of the well, price. Yeah, but it was a wrecked car. You know, it's not like yeah. He's but drive then it he out. took out as much as he could. Yeah, and, and sold on a lot of the cost. Yeah, and then charged people to come look at it. Yeah, well, he made his money back then. I'm sure. I would guess so. Yeah. The two things that stand out to me is the, the fact that it just disappeared and no one yeah like the, the, the there's so many different stories as to how 
how because like some people say oh he signed for the shipment and the seal was still on the box it was like a box yeah. car thing the but seal was still on, and when it. he opened it it was empty other people say the whole shipment including the, the vehicle carrying the box car yeah. thing just never just arrived never just arrived. disappeared but then that'd be a missing persons case as well because where's the driver well yeah you'd think i think it's difficult with these old cases because it's difficult to track down stuff like that like these days if a driver for a delivery company went missing it would immediately get tracked you'd get gps coordinates and yeah. stuff like that back then you know oh tom's gonna deliver it tom never turned up oh, all right okay where's tom deny nobody kind of followed up on these kind of things you know if the shipping container that it came in arrived empty with a seal on it, I mean, that basically just means nobody put the car in the shipping Yeah, container. I'd be like, right, who, who put the seal on? Yeah. I want to talk to them. I'm guessing they weren't kind of hoping that they wouldn't notice at the other end, just open like, it up. Oh, they just think it's shrunk oh, or look, something. Oh, look, it's gone invisible. <laughs> Donk. Oh, <laughs> shit, I've stubbed my toe. Oh, the curse. Not only has it gone invisible, but it's completely incorporeal. I can walk all the way through it to the back of the shipping oh. container. Amazing. <laughs> It's going to be difficult to display, though, because we can't see it or touch it, and nobody else can either. Well, it's okay, love, because I've got it in the car park out back. Oh, right, okay. It's it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Can't see it, like. No, can't touch it. It's fine. It's there. In spirit. Incorporeal cars, the next big thing. They don't use an awful lot of petrol, so, yeah. can't really go anywhere either. Have you seen that we're banning petrol and diesel car sales from 2030? No. Yeah, I saw that a couple of days ago in the news. So after twenty thirty, sales, but they'll still be there. From... Yeah, well, there'll still be loads of them on the roads, but they're not selling any yeah. new diesel or petrol cars from twenty thirty. That has come round a I lot quicker than I thought. What people will now realise is, see, when I was at school and we had a Beetle that was thirty years old. Yeah. I used to get the piss ripped out of me because I had a skanky old car. Apparently, okay. Whereas they were like, oh Classic. my car. They were like, oh, my car's newer. Mine's only like one years old, two years old. And I was like, I'll tell you what, you come see me in 30 years' time and you show me your car looking as good as my car does now. Yeah. Fuck off. And I'm, you know, it's now 30 ish years. <laughs> not quite, not quite. But I can guarantee that none of them bastards have got those cars. And those no. cars are probably in a bloody junkyard, junkyard somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. Or yeah. they're like, skanky banger looking awful. Skanky banger. Yeah. That was my nickname. I loved that first time. <laughs> <laughs> I got in there before you this time. You did, you did. Um, I wasn't even going for the same gag. No, you weren't, which no. is surprising. But yeah, so I think the throwaway culture with cars of being like, once they get to five years old, people don't give a shit. Yeah. It will show on. that if this comes into effect as of, what do you say, 2030? 2030, by yeah. 2035 there's probably not going to be any petrol or diesel cars on the road. There'll be, no, there will, there'll be a significant yeah, drop. Significant drop. Significant drop because the life of a car But the is thing not that they're much. saying is that's all well and good, but the infrastructure for electric vehicles just isn't there it yet. It isn't there yet, no. You can't Although, drive I mean, into a petrol station and fill up with electricity in most petrol stations yet. Although there'll you will find you that most petrol stations that are linked to uh, superstores like Sainsbury's here yeah. has got three electric car hookup points right. but in the car park not at the petrol station yeah because i don't think you can't have the electric next, next to the petrol, to the petrol months, yeah. so it's like across the road so if sainsbury's can do it like that yeah if everywhere did it be fine i mean the, there's a house down the road that's got an electric hookup point on the front of the house well normally when you buy an electric car it, most of the places say they'll put a hookup point at your house because you need it there yeah 
which I think to myself, that sounds great. And then I think my electricity bill would be absolutely crazy because if you're filling up a car, it's got to be a good two, three hours of charge before it's ready I to go. I don't know. But the thing is, though, it's just the same as going to the petrol station, but you don't have to go, oh, shit, I've got to go out to a petrol station to fill up with petrol. You can just go, oh, my car's outside, I'll plug it in. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing people are saying, though, is that at the minute, if you want to make long-haul trips, you have to plan very carefully. Yeah, because you have to know where to charge. Because you have to know where also, to stop if and you, charge. Also, yeah. if you live in like a high-rise flat, yeah. you're not going to be able to have an electric hook-up point attached to the outside of your house. No, not generally. Other, or you'll need a really, really long extension cable. Or a good winch. Yeah, you could maybe park a car on the side of the like spider Save car. Save space. It would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just all these cars piled up on the side of buildings. <laughs> I mean, it's there. There's there's a chance there. Yeah. We've just got to figure it out, which we can. We're not stupid. <laughs> well, that's yeah, debatable. I know it's debatable, but... Well, I mean, they've got 10 years. A lot can happen in 10 years. A lot of in- infrastructure can be built in 10 years. Exactly. But yeah, I'm kind of, I'm all for it, I think. Get um, rid of these that's, that's, crazy that's spluttering death machines that spew out crap into the atmosphere. I think they've had their time now. I feel like cars have got to a point now where they're so technologically advanced mm. that they are so complicated that it's almost like we need to take that step back to my 30-year-old Beetle that was air-cooled, that was freezing in winter. We opened the window, it was boiling in summer, yeah. and it was a car but now yeah. they're just like mobile living rooms with yeah. heated seats and climate ev- control. Oh, and so much stuff. You can have different temperatures between the driver's seat and the passenger seat. It's just crazy. It the is. They the, are now. And it's so complicated. And that makes it more dangerous as well in some ways. I mean, I know that. More to go wrong. Yeah, there's more to go wrong. I mean, living where we do, and I guess this comes from my mum, I was constantly terrified of going into a ditch, partly because we were in a two door. Like it was a beetle, so, yeah. you know, how'd you get out? Yeah. But even then, when you've got a four-door, but it's electric central lock-in, yeah. you can't get out. You're still struggling, aren't you? You yeah. can't get out. Yeah. And that's something that's terrified me for my entire life. <laughs> I just think about, like, how it's going to change things like how mechanics work and stuff like that. Because I work disassembling computers, and there's some of those that we have to wait for a certain amount of time for the capacitors to discharge on them before they're yeah. safe to touch. And I'm guessing it's not going to be that much different with an electric car. I don't know. So it's going to be like, yeah, book it in on Tuesday, but we're not actually allowed to start working on it until Thursday because it'll take that long for the capacitors to discharge. Yeah. So, Although I would hope that there'd be there'd be something they could zap. Yeah, there'll be like a fast like discharge thing, something. I'm sure. But again, it's something that will have to be taken into account and it'll be more skills for people to learn. Yeah. But then also you've got the argument that that – will be a lot of old mechanics not being able to work on Newer on cars. cars. Yeah, maybe. But then I suppose they will then become like classic car people. Yeah, there'll always be that kind of thing. There'll be ways around this, you know, although they're not selling petrol and diesel cars anymore. This will be uh, Everything else new will become ones. like classic cars will become more popular yeah, because so they run on petrol. Car dealerships won't be able to sell new petrol and diesel cars but there'll probably be a loophole which means you can sell on second-hand ones but i remember seeing a thing that said that there's a good chance we're going to run out of oil yeah by 2050 yeah so this might be a well we need to get something going because nothing's happening at the minute 
And I mean, the big oil companies will just switch to providing electricity, I'm sure. That's it. Well, they should do that now. I mean, almost everything we touch to runs on electricity these days, so... Exactly. Or it could if, you know, and yeah. then where that electricity comes from needs to be renewable. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Solar and wind and all the rest of it. Yeah. Well, that was James Dean and Little Bastard. Yeah. What do you think? Have you got a haunted car? Not on me. I mean, I've got mine outside. Yeah, of course. Of course. No, some people do say that cars give off certain aromas. <laughs> That's just that's just the air freshener hanging from the, the rearview mirror, love. That's oh, what you're damn thinking it. of. No, I know what you mean, though. Certain vehicles give off certain vibes. And it's not just cars as well. I mean, there's been tales of, you know, cursed boats or roller vases. skates. Vases? Yeah, I, I found a story cursed of a cursed vase. vase but I didn't include that because it just wasn't enough info. <laughs> Just, it was it was very vague. Yeah. A vague vase. Oh, my vase was giving off a weird vibe. Oh, no, they died. All oh, right. What, it the, was, it the vase? No, the va- a vase was randomly given to a bride the night before her wedding, and she died well, that's before the wedding. Very, that's the worst and wedding the, gift ever. Yeah, exactly. But then it was given to another person, and I think within three months, it had been passed on to two other people in the family, and both of them had died as well. And they gave it to a priest, and that he got rid of it. Like, he either put it in a safe place or buried it or something. He sold it to a bric-a-brac shop. This was like many, <laughs> many, many, many years ago, yeah. like 1500s or something. Rag and bone, man. Why would he want a vase? Because it's something that's a little bit more upmarket than what he normally sells. Why not? Yeah, buddy, can you fence a vase? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we digress. Of course we do. That's what we do. Uh, that's what we do. We do. Have we got any shout-outs this week? Uh, no. No, no one sent us any messages this week. We've not no. had any, like... Nothing. ...stories. We've not had any, like, mad Nada. comments. Nicks. Niente. Okay, here's, here's something for you. The first person to write a... What's one of them things called? Haiku. No! Oh, but that would be cool, wouldn't Short it? story. No! A write-up! Uh, gripping narrative. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to throw something at you. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> A review. A review. <laughs> yes, that's it's what almost we a haiku. If you write a if haiku you... as a review, I will literally send you a box of goodies because that sounds amazing. Yeah, haiku review. Off you haiku. go. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. We haven't um, even been drinking. We're recording this in the morning. Yes, this is an unusual early. one. We were both really tired last night and couldn't be bothered to record. We're really sorry, but it won't matter to you because it'll come out on the same day anyway. <laughs> it's just more work for just, Mike. Yeah, it just means I've got a really pull my finger out and get it all sorted today and Sunday. Yes, we would love some some crazy reviews to read out. Yeah. And we'll give you a shout out. Yeah. Yeah, but you can do that on... iTunes. It's always it's iTunes. It's the best place to review us because it gets the show heard by lots of new people who are all probably lovely and they're going to subscribe <laughs> as well. But um, also, I mean, I'm rubbish with that kind of thing. So I'd like to see some reviews on Facebook because they can review us on there as well, yeah, on I the mean, group. They, yeah, they can review us on Google if they like. I don't, what, I don't know. TripAdvisor? Yeah. <laughs> Take a trip. At yell.com. Oh, God, really? Is that, still, um, is that still going? Yeah, iTunes would be the best. Reviewers on iTunes, we'd love yeah, to hear Yeah, so review us or send us a really lovely, strange story. Yeah. You can do that by emailing us. Stories of strangeness at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash stories of strangeness. You can find us on Instagram. 
Instagram.com slash stories of strangeness. Twitter. So strange pod. You're so strange. Yeah, stories of strangeness was too long for Twitter, apparently, for a username. So that's why it's so strange pod, by the way. Okay. And the so stands for stories of. So stories of strange pod. So strange pod. Okay. Okay. Love. It's all right. It's all right. Calm down. Breathe. Yeah, our website, I'm not entirely sure what's on there at the moment. Uh, stuff, storiesofstrangeness.com. And uh, at some point, we are a bit behind with this, we will be updating our Redbubble account with some more random... I did just throw up two entire you, you up. illustrations. Yeah. Blech. Yeah. Blech. Onto Redbubble. Blop. So, yeah, I have put up my Phobos illustration. <laughs> the smiling potato. <laughs> Actually, it's a screaming potato. Is it screaming? Blimey. Yeah. It was happy yeah. last time I saw no, it. No, 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 it wasn't happy, no. Oh, Phobos, it, it means fear, so it's uh... like, it's terrified. <laughs> and it's got a stream of A's coming out of its mouth, so it goes... Uh... I thought it was like... Oh, like no, it's I'm not joking. like Gregorian chant. <laughs> So yeah, I threw up Phobos and I did one for Guy Fawkes. I oh yes, Guido. yes. Guido. Guido. Yes, I saw that one. Yeah. I have still not, but I'm getting there. Shush. Good. So yeah, that's our red bubble. You can check that out. Just have a look at the silly pictures, really. If you yeah. fancy buying something, it comes on all kinds of stuff. But yeah. yeah, let us know what you think to our bizarre pictures. That'd be lovely. And lastly, if you feel sorry for us and you want to help us improve you could sponsor us on Patreon. You can. And I have no idea really about Patreon because that's Mike's kind of field of expertise, although I'm not sure he does either. You give um, us money, we give you stuff. We're so, doing minisodes, we're doing outtakes, we're going to be doing uh, time-lapse videos of some of our illustrations, and that's about it, I think. But how much does that cost? One million dollars. No, it doesn't. Please sign up for one million dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, if you've got it, yeah, no, it's was it I mean, four dollars a month, uh, four pounds a month. The, the one subscriber that we got at the minute pays <laughs> four four pounds a month. <laughs> but you can sign up for a dollar and just say, "Here, have a dollar, and we'll we'll chuck you some stuff." I am going to get the tears done soon. I keep saying it, but I'm going to beat him until he cries tears. Yeah, <laughs> and you, I will bottle them and send them to you. As an extra for those who subscribe Woo! for $25 a month. Yeah, I'm going to sort out tears. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's everything, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Job go home. They are at home. You can't well, no, maybe stay they're here, not. but you don't have to go home, whatever. They're not here with us. Oh. Who's that person in the corner then? That's a balloon. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> thought we were being haunted. We actually do have a ghost balloon in the corner of our room. And I'm going to take a picture of it and try and crop out the spider webs in the corner. <laughs> no, that's added like spooky, spooky ambiance <laughs> of the haunted house. Cut out all of the crap on my desk. <laughs> yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. That twig. Oh and... my God, how am I going to do that? You can't, you have to shoot it from like right use, at the bottom going up. i use a zoom lens. Okay, yeah, Just... Halloween's over, but it's Halloween all year round at uh, Casa. Casa del Bear, whatever, <laughs> this place. Grr. Cool. Thanks anyway, for listening. If yeah. You, if you've managed to listen this far, well done. And oh thank you. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> this has definitely been one of our weirder endings. <laughs> right. Signing off. Don't have nightmares. Don't drive Porsche spiders too fast. And we will see you next time. Good night. Love you. <laughs>